0: By the end of this podcast, you'll learn how City weren't able to overcome Liverpool at the Etihad and whether Kobe Maynou is the solution, the key to all of United's midfield problems. Welcome to the Knobcast, a podcast giving City and United fans their weekly fix of analysis and debate with a focus on banter rather than bias. In today's instalment, Man City 1, Liverpool 1 will be discussing that game and uh, how City weren't able to uh, overcome Liverpool and why? What were the key issues there? Manchester United Gnabry scoring one of the greatest Premier League goals ever to be fair. We'll be discussing uh, how United were able to overcome uh, Everton 3-0, particularly the uh, performance of Kobe Maynou uh, and how, how good he was. Could he be the key to Ten Hag's midfield woes? Well, as always, Man City fan Nobbins, that's myself, hello uh, is joined by United fan Gasky. Hello Hello for once Gasky, like my, my team actually it may have happened last week as well to be fair Uh in fact I think it did my team's not won but yours has
1: it's, it's second week changes, in a row it? I know guys I going to say the mood the mood is changing in these podcasts <laughs> don't like this like, bring, bring it look, back bring look. it back to the start bring of the season bring me back to reality before the <laughs> ego kicks
0: in Speaking of kicking in, shall we kick off, Gaskey, with Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. what was obviously the biggest game of, of the uh, weekend, um, Man City against Liverpool. It's been a titanic clash in recent years in terms of quality and in terms of importance in the title race. Um, I've obviously done an analysis video on my YouTube uh, channel discussing the, the key elements of the game. But Gaskey, as a relative neutral, as a United fan, how did you personally uh, view the game like what did you think were the main storylines who do you think was the better team etc
1: yeah i think it was similar to what you basically went on with your in your video uh bait the the left side just clicked perfectly for city between uh ak bernardo and doku it just it worked perfectly and you could tell sabish Light and trent were really really struggling to deal with it and as the, the more the game went on, the more uh, they were just Doku was just everywhere. Like, he was collecting the ball, he was cutting in, he was taking Trent on the byline, he was putting it in the six yard box constantly. And I think, I think, obviously, the only thing with Doku would be the end products, which we've said, but will come we'll come with time and age. But uh, I wouldn't say Liverpool were too poor, they didn't offer enough to for me to be like they deserve to beat them, but they weren't, they weren't like. They weren't as bad as Arsenal were at the Etihad last season. You know, in Arsenal with a team to beat, they went to the Etihad and they were crap. Mm. Liverpool, you could tell they were smart with it. They were avoiding defeat. They were like, right, let's get something from this game, which they did. But they weren't. They weren't thrilling. I think City probably had an extra gear they should have gone into because they didn't look like they were pushing themselves heavily. You know, like they they, they could be miles better than that. Mm-hmm. The obviously the issues as you touched on was the right hand side. Because I completely forgot Alvarez on the pitch for the first 20 minutes. Yes, I think I I remembered when the commentator mentioned his name and it was the first time in 20-25 minutes. And I was like, right. I says, with the amount of attacking City's doing, how is he not being mentioned? So clearly there is an issue there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, Liverpool set up very interestingly, I thought. They were... Uh, maybe cautious is the right word in terms of, like they're pressing. Like you know, Klopp's teams of the past when they play City, you know they're really aggressive and, and dynamic. You know, pressing uh, City's midfield, defense, and keeper. But this time they they backed off a bit, and I'm guessing the idea there was so that they could um, just because they didn't want to get caught out. Maybe they well, they wanted to create a situation where they could properly counter attack by allowing city to make an error closer to liverpool's box but what it did mean was that um a, a, like at least two two or three times because edison wasn't really being pressed edison was able to fizz a, a ball to bernardo silva and that actually, absolutely bypassed the entirety of liverpool's uh, a, a, attack yeah. and, and midfield in, in in one ball so it was a very interesting strategy from liverpool i'm, I'm not i'm not 100% sure it worked uh, but but overall defensively they, they were solid enough to only concede uh, the one goal and even that goal you know came from like uh, an initial allison mistake um has this game taught us anything about either side gaskey so for example you know uh, after this game do we now think liverpool are guaranteed to ta- uh, to challenge for the title this season do we think that you know, our, our city are overhyped. What are your thoughts on like? Did we
1: actually learn anything from um, the
0: performance?
1: I would not nothing too much. Like, I don't, I don't think it shows that Liverpool are back per se. They weren't the level Klopp had them a couple of years ago. They weren't as poor as last season, though. You know, the kind of that middle area. You know, I think top four should be theirs now. Based just based on that performance, really, they could easily get top four now. It, that should be quite comfortable. Uh, no, after more than that, though, I don't think they've quite got it. You know, it's a brand new midfield he's dealing with. It's, it looks good. Does it look amazing? No. It's nothing, you know, thrilling about it. Um, and when you've got such a hit and miss striker as well, you just don't know what he's, you don't know what he's going to do with Nunes, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah,
0: he, he had a couple of... I mean, it actually didn't result in a shot, but there was like one moment where... He, he just delayed and delayed and delayed, and then Diaz yeah. just t- tackled him. No,
1: yeah, it was, yeah, that was the one when like uh, Salah was making a run, and I can't remember whoever it was was running down the middle, and I was just thought pass it, and he just stuck it. yeah, like I said, he just holds on to it too long. Um, we see his point of view. It's just that right hand side, to be honest. Like put Foden in the middle. There's no point in dumping him out wide out the way. You know, you play someone at right wing, even if it's someone. I'd I'd play Alvarez there over Foden to be honest at right wing. Because you're gonna, he's going to get in the box more often. And that's where Alvarez is better. Foden's better on the ball in that central area. So I think Jeevan's just swapping them two over. Because Foden will go looking for the ball more than Alvarez will. <clears throat> so I think I think maybe that, for my, in my eyes, is maybe the better thing to do. But apart from that, I mean, it was a one-all. I think City probably edged it if I had to pick. But I, not, I don't think either team completely stood out, really.
0: No. No, that, that, that I think that, I think that's a fair yeah. assessment. Um, yeah, and just on like the Foden situation, I really liked. It was when we played Leipzig away, and the I know Grealish wasn't available because he was ill, whatever. But that midfield, or you know that, that you know midfield and attack, whatever. So it's obviously hauling up top. You had Grealish on the left, you had Bernardo on the right. You know our, our treble winning wing duo. And in the midfield, as I just burped there, apologies for that. Um, you had Foden as the left central midfielder, and Rico Lewis as the as you know uh, in the right central midfield position. Now, that was the first time he was given this more advanced uh, free role. And Rico Lewis, what who, who got an assist that, that that day as well? I think, I think Foden uh, I, either got an assist or, or scored a goal. one of them uh, in that more advanced position? Rico Lewis was unbelievably good. He was fantastic. So I'd really like to see. That trial, as I say, I know well, Grealish de- defin- wasn't yeah. available, but going forwards,
1: definitely because even even in his debut for England, he was playing so advanced Rico Lewis that he was pretty much playing in that midfield position anyway, and he looks re- he looks really good. So definitely, the, the, the you know, Klopp's getting all uh, Klopp, Pep's getting all these players coming through who are getting him, and they're playing his way, and they're able to play midfield seems to be the position where they can all play, mm. but Alvarez just isn't the same player you know he's wasted there he doesn't i think like so, you yeah. say he doesn't he's not able to play that cutting edge pass he's not able to he doesn't know what he's doing and it's not his job to know what he's doing yes, he, he seems exactly. like he's just he's just a stopgap pretty much because as soon as as soon as de bruyne's fit he's out you, you know so you think so yeah he, you might as well play him somewhere that you could potentially see him playing more mm-hmm. rather than somewhere just to fill a stopgap in
0: yeah definitely and um it's important to know that we both agree that this is mainly only for the big games. Like we don't, it, this isn't really an issue. No, oh, definitely. It's it's for,
1: it's for teams that you do, teams where you do need that perfect pass to break them down. Or you need to work, you know, constantly moving the ball around to break these teams down. Against, against teams that are not, you know, that you're going to have so much the ball and a lot of ball retention against, fine. You mm. can play there you yeah. he's scoring in the positions and then late runs, but in these big games where it takes a bit longer, he's just not the answer.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I think that those issues are more easily exposed against better opposition. The four big games this season in the Premier League, yes, uh, sorry, uh, against Liverpool, at the Emirates, at Stamford Bridge, even at Old Trafford, where City were very good and obviously
1: won 3-0. Yeah, even even then, like, I I I forget he was on the pitch. He was the only name you can't bring in and say he played well. Mm-hmm. So because it's not that it's weird, it's not that he's playing poorly, he's just he's not doing anything, he's not offering anything. So he's like he might as well not be on the pitch. Yeah, it's it and and if he's not playing well or, or not actually offering
0: anything, then it does as 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 you've rightly pointed out, yeah. impact other areas of of the pitch yeah. and does detriment to would the you, player's game. Would you
1: say would you say maybe it, it, it make, to me it makes more sense just to play Nunes there?
0: Yeah, well, again, it was such a shame because Nunes was injured for the Liverpool yeah. game. I, I I didn't know the injury situation, but beforehand, I wanted basically that team, because I was very happy with Doku starting, I wanted Nunes instead of Alvarez because yeah. he's able to cover more ground and actually contribute. That's,
1: that's what I mean. Even if, if he's not going to offer anything from an attacking approach, you might as well have someone who's going to cover more of the pitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even yeah. if he's not, you know, not even if he's not contributing defensive like Roger does or attacking like Bernardo does, at least he's count covering ground.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so Alvarez, we, we can agree, didn't play well. Foden didn't play well for, for, for those reasons we've discussed. But Ake was excellent. Uh, Akanji, I, I thought, was that was his best game in that John Stones role. I thought he was brilliant. Rodri was superb. Bernardo yeah, superb. Up. Obviously, the main talking point was um, you know whether Sit- Pep would start Doku or Grealish because he, he played Doku against Chelsea. Didn't quite work out. Turns out he had to play Doku because Grealish was out ill and. There's been a, a mixed I, I was surprised. There was a very big mixed reaction oh, oh. to Doku's performance because I, he was he was brilliant, I thought. Right, yeah. Now I thought that was a given. I, I watched the game, I watched it a second time, and then I went online and I'm seeing people I'm seeing people go to an unbelievable extreme by saying Trent pocketed Doku and Doku was ineffective and useless. And it's like yeah, some of his crosses weren't perfect, yeah. but he that's, did create that's, a that's lot, lot of chances. Yes,
1: well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'll be honest, a lot of his crosses were hit and hope. Mm. But you got in them positions by getting past Trent so easily that yeah he, that yeah that could have been zero like like he was pretty much zero all them crosses didn't get any assists. Harle, another day, Harlan could have got a hat trick, and then Doku looks insane. Well, he even so,
0: you, you know that the uh, obviously just before Liverpool's goal, which is a fantastic strike by Trent, that comes from a counter attack what they are a counterattacking from was a moment where doku crossed the ball and holland gets his shot away and should probably do better with the chance to be fair like city should probably score just beforehand so again if that goes in then we're sat here saying well doku you know got got yeah. an assist and, which killed the and game and probably off. gets
1: around the match that chat doesn't <laughs> yeah well that that just none for many all many all comes down sharp which is ridiculous yeah because because I think it's I think it's what you I think you put in your in your video uh, wasn't one of the stats that Sky Sports put us first. It was was it crosses or something, yeah. and it was zero, <laughs> zero successful. It's like, right, come on, it's terrible. What, what, isn't like, it? what kind of stat is that? It's like it's like a keeper gets <laughs> one. The match catches ten. It's like good for him. they just crossed it to him.
0: <laughs> it was just bizarre because it, so it would be like you know putting like you know passes um, five hundred or whatever. But if you if, if you misplace for all five hundred of the passes, that's not a good stat. To zero have. percent. Pa- you, you want passing accuracy
1: stat, not buddy. You know, I, I, I yeah. don't get it. And, and, honest, and yeah. just like
0: afterwards, I just dug a little deep, like I like, oh, looked at this. Well, they, they put crosses in there. So, I'm, but I, I I was like, after watching the game, I was like, I can't really remember Trent creating anything. He's got like 0.04 expected assists. Like he didn't create anything. So, but just, like, so cro- yeah, I think it was what
1: crosses eight, but it's like how his crosses start to show to say he deserves man of yeah. the match.
0: If they were like successful crosses or good crosses, then fine. But he did four crosses and they were all inaccurate. So, it, so I mean, yeah, I just thought it was a very weird uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, very similar to the Cole yeah. Palmer man of the match we discussed last uh, yeah. week or the but, week before. But it was like
1: you start saying Trent was rubbish. He's no, just no, saying it, that I thought
0: Trent was fine.
1: He, he played well from what we know he's good at. Defensively, he's just, just Trent, same old Trent. Mm. You know, a, a good winger. will have him have him every day of the week. From attacking perspective, he's brilliant as he always is. Yeah, but not not to not to give man of the match to. Yeah, I just thought I just thought that was that was um yeah, that was so. bizarre and.
0: Look, it was Gary Neville who gave him Man of the Match. Maybe he's got some, you know, English right-back bias. I don't... Maybe that's what it is. But I just thought it was well, very well, he, unusual.
1: It was similar in the United oh. games, to be fair. We gave Man of the Match too, so... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: there we go. Maybe, maybe that's... Maybe that is the uh, uh, solution. But yeah, there we go. Um, in my opinion, yeah, a close game. I, I personally thought that City City deserved to win it. Um, just, just like a one sentence thing Gaskey for me it wasn't a foul by Kanjo and Allison but I'm not going to complain about
1: it I think it was close either <laughs> no. way what goal, do you think goalkeeper protection is just bollocks in this in the Premier League it is ridiculous I, I, I personally agree he's, it- right he's, he's touched his arm that is it T- touched not grabbed mm. touched for me, it's a mistake it's by Allison, also. But hey, hell, ridiculous, I'm not yeah. going
0: to you know go on about it. Um, C- C- I blame City more than anyone else for not killing the game off at one 0 where there were numerous chances. The second one should be this loud.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was
0: just mental. That was just a kind <laughs> that, of was, that was that
1: was an accident, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he fell backwards on. something. Yeah.
0: There we go. That was a it was a massive game in the title race. I mean Arsenal moved to the top of the table, City. Place uh, a injury and suspended, a suspension ridden Spurs up next in the Premier League. That's a must win after two draws on the bounce. Um, Really impressive on paper victory for Manchester United, Gaskey. 3-0 away from home. And it's that goal by Canaccio, in addition to it just being a wonder strike even if it wasn't a wonder strike was incredibly important because this is, this comes in the way that that game came in the week after the Everton yeah. charges, points but, deduction, whatever, wh- whatever, you, uh, whether that was right or wrong, whatever Everton fans feel aggrieved. That, that, that shut them up. <laughs> well, well, exactly. So, and so you <laughs> yeah. knew it was going to be a terrifying atmosphere, mm. a cauldron. So what do you want to do? So like two, three minutes in, I mean, sc- score a goal. Amazing score. What's going to be goal of the season. Absolute bonus point. Just, just that
1: the most egotistical player on the pitch to do it as well. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because he person. he
0: he knew exactly what he was doing, didn't he? He he clearly looked at it. He cl- he made the strides. It wasn't like a fluke. He was like he decided very early on. Right, this is what I'm going to do.
1: It's like put it this way the ball the ball's going to go out for a throw in at the other side, or it's going to go to no one. He's not going to be able to head it. You might as well just fuck it. But like I think it was Gary Neville said, you don't practice that in training. You just mm. you just you're just going to hit and hope. He didn't connect with it perfectly, like Rooney's doesn't connect it perfectly. But the fact he's got it to lob over the back of Pickford mm. into the top corner I see. Just I, 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 I think incredible. He, I think
0: he did catch it perfectly, to be fair. I thought I, it was I gorgeous. probably his
1: ankle okay. rather okay. his foot. Like, per, catching it perfectly is like Ben Seke is against United. That was perfect because you see the amount of power he generates on it. Sure. But I only per, I preferred he's preferred to the lob. But yeah, because it's the only, it's the only way he scores. Mm. Because there's nowhere, nowhere else in the net you could have put it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just... I think, me personally, if you if you ignore the moment, it's better than Rooney's. It's I, further out. From an aesthetic, Rooney, Rooney yes. had the, Yeah, the ball went... For Rooney's, the ball went straight up and he was still in the spot, ready to hit it. Can actually had to adjust himself. He had to move back and he had to then. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah, it, it,
0: it, the, the, the form of it, it did remind me of that, of the Gareth Bale Champions League final one, where again, it's sort of almost in slow motion in a way, like it's not hit with like a load of venom or power, but it's just perfectly placed and just like unbelievably yeah. picked out. Yeah, it's, yeah, I I agree with you. Obviously the Rooney goal have yeah. meant more, it's more iconic,
1: whatever, but from a pure aesthetic standpoint... It's it's got to be up there in terms well, of well, uh, and the and the problem with actually now is at the age of nineteen, he's scored the best goal of his career. So no <laughs> other goal is going to top it. It's all so downhill like, from here. <laughs> if he manages to top that, then he'll win the best goal in the century award. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no way you're topping that.
0: <laughs> but so before before we get on to like the individual analysis of a uh, uh, Manu Gas, just talk to me about like the, yep. what you what you thought about the United game and overall. Obviously, yeah. it won the goal. The
1: they, they play, I thought they played okay. They played better than they have done the last few weeks, especially the second half. They were much better in the second half. First half, they just, it's just again and again, they let teams come at them mm. and a better team would have got a couple of goals there. Yes. You know, they were, Everton were very wasteful and United were lucky. They were wasteful. Um, they weren't, like they played well. They played well. Um, the felt like you said, we won't talk about him yet, but Manu just, just changed the way the midfield worked. Just the calmness on the ball allowed Montomini a favourite pitch where he's better. Um, I felt Martial wasn't actually that bad, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah,
0: lovely finish um, as well. He
1: played well. Uh, Delow had a decent game. It was nice of Shaw back, a bit more calmness in defence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then second half came along and I think Everton stepped back a bit. But then United then took them took the game to them then. And they had a lot more of the ball. They limited Everton to even chances. They, they were just they were just hitting and hoping then. And that's just when they went for the sucker punch. They just throw in the attack after attack after attack at them. But they need to do that for a minute one. You mm-hmm. know, when a team starts coming at them, counter them. And that's what they started to do as well. They started to counter them. And it, and it was going perfectly. It's just a shame that Rashford's just shit at the moment because he was wasting a lot.
0: Yeah, Let, let's 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 talk about the negatives before we, we go to Mania. Let's let's yeah. end up on, on a high note for United. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rashford. To be fair to him, was played out of position, just sh- shoved out on the right for the majority of the game. But he was very very bad. And um, in fact, he was. Yeah. I, I think if it's. I mean, Dallow doesn't do many favors, but it was Rashford's giving the ball away, which led to Everton's best chance of the game for me, you know, where
1: Rashford gets uh, tackled by two Everton players. It crosses to Decore. I think, yeah, was that, was that the one when he just stood there trying to do fucking skills or whatever he's trying to do and loses the ball? I I think so. And I'm just thinking to myself, pass it. Like you watch the other side, we can actually, he's getting rid of the ball as soon as he gets it and going on a run. Rashford's like, oh, I need to take someone on first. It's like, we know you're good at that, but pick your moments. It's just, his head's just completely gone at the moment. And even Bruno was lucky enough to give him the penalty. I was going to say that 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 was like a pity moment. And it was like, I thought that was stupid. I thought, no. I says, look, if he's playing crappy, he has to earn it. Don't just go here as a penalty go and score a goal. Hmm. And the fact that I think I was from a celebration, Bruno had to egg egg, egg him on to go and celebrate. And I thought, go and celebrate, you've scored. Just go and build up the confidence game, which is what, obviously, I think Bruno was really good of him to do that. But that just shows how much of his head's gone.
0: Yeah. Really has. Well, I mean, well, if Ginacho can, you know, keep keep because I thought Gna- outside of the goal, Ginacho was just good overall. He was good. If he can keep
1: winning performances like that or left wing, then put it put it this way, Rashford's been the one to me, be made to move. That's and what that I'm saying, exactly. Who's, pre- who's preferred? Exactly. Because that's what should happen. If you're if you're the worst player or you're not performing well, you you're the one that should be moved. You shouldn't touch the good performance. Yeah. And I all. guess
0: that's good in a way, because it means that he's not an untouchable figure of the club even though he's you know mm. academy darling etc must be one of the highest paid paid players he, he ten Hag's still gone right well if i'm going to shove anyone out to yeah. their their non-preferred wing ganacho is performing he's putting the effort in he's doing the final ball you're not mate um so it's, it's you're, you're gonna have to try and do it somewhere yeah, out, on a different, p- a different ma- position maybe a reality check for ashford hopefully potentially he needs that um uh, any other uh, specific positives before, before? Sorry, we're talking about negatives. We won't be my bad. Any specific ne- negatives? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Everton, I thought very unlucky to not score. Onana did a couple of really good saves, to be fair. Maybe yeah. the best game by Onana, to be fair. Um, not just in terms of his shot stopping, also just his uh, distribution generally and actually you know, coming forwards. There, there
1: was one, yeah, there was, I think there was, there was one pass he did where it pretty much just removed four Everton players out of the game and it started to count. I think it was to Bruno. Oh, it might have been to Dullo, actually. And it was just started an attack. And it was, that's what, that's what they need and that's what teams are going to start moving back a bit. Because I think with De Gea last season, they knew that he ain't passing it. Mm. So we'll go and press him. Now it's a bit like, what do we do? Do we press? Uh, and yeah. he can make the pass. So it, it pushes teams back, which mm-hmm. is good.
0: Yeah, maybe on another maybe on another day ever to make it one all. It's a different question. Yeah. So obviously still some defensive issues for United, but they did still win 3-0. I would,
1: yeah, I would, me personally, I would very tempted now Shaw's fit to move him back to centre-back maybe. Just for someone who's a bit of a better passer in that midfield. I know the passer in Lindelof was fantastic to Rashford for the first goal, but I think he's just, Rash um, Charles, sorry, just offers a bit bit more mm. um, in a centre-back yeah. position.
0: Speaking of build-up for that first goal, let's now pivot to a uh, very exciting young player uh, in Kobe Main. This was his first Premier League game. Lots of noise about him on social media. I've obviously never seen him play. Um, But the noise, the hype based on this performance was clearly justified to the nth degree because he, you know what, you know what um, my main complaint over United has been for the past however many weeks has been, there is no midfielder willing or brave enough to have their back to the play, receive the ball from the defenders turn and move forwards with it yeah. or pass it forwards, And that, Definitely. and from like minute, like from
1: like the first, in fact, well, leading up to the goal, that's exactly what happened. He's, he's, he picks, the, he's incredible that, I think he's 18, he picks the ball up and he's like, come on, come to me then. And then just goes pass, right, I'll go move. Right, go in my back. You know, I'm sorry, but if I was, if I was Scott McTominay, I'd be embarrassed that an 18 year old is willing to take that pressure. Where McTominay panics when someone comes near him. Mm-hmm. And he's willing. I think he made a pass as well. He got stranded at right back position, Manu, Manu at one point. And he played this beautiful over the top ball to DeLow to start mm-hmm. a counter. And I was like, he's just done that from putting put in an awful position. The time when he put it out of play and go, oh, we'll fix it now. Yeah. It, he looks he looks incredible and it's exactly what United have lacked. And you could tell from last season, I think it was he was at the Carabao Cup. They're all celebrating after they've won it. And he's I think Tanard's gone over to Manu and had a chat with him and stuff. You could tell. He knew there was a player there to play in his midfield. Mm-hmm. And he could if he stays fit, he could he'll be the first name on the team sheet. Yeah, definitely.
0: I don't actually know what his best position is. Again, this is according to people who know much more than me about it, who like watching me in the academy. He's apparently more more of like a box to box eight sort of player. Is is, he's is that
1: eight slash six? Yeah. Type. So yeah, but I think he's probably better at eight. Yeah. So it sounds like so long go, term. Sorry, yeah, go he'd go along. He'd go alongside, like a Casemiro type thing. Yeah. Yeah, which is great
0: because he, he, maybe he's the player that Casemiro needs alongside him to exactly. take those ball-playing responsibilities off and so Casemiro can just focus on screening and being that defensive unit. Which
1: is k- kind of what Banana does for City, isn't it? Next mm. to Rodri, in a way. Yeah. Or, or kind of what Gundogan did that a bit, didn't he, last season? Yeah, so could, yeah. could
0: he be the key to unlock the potential of United field. <laughs>
1: <He look>, midfield? It <laughs> looks a lot better than the rest of them <laughs> Yeah, in midfield, so
0: yeah. at 18. Yeah, which, which is, which is you know, first firstly, very good. But secondly, as you say, a little bit embarrassing for the midfielders who've come in and just failed at oh, doing yeah. that. When
1: you've got, got Matomini, who's in, what, his sixth year, and this 18-year-old's come on and done exactly what he should be doing. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: absolutely ridiculous. Guys, apologies due to my technical issues and time management. We're going to have to wrap up the podcast there, so we don't have time for... A patreon supporter questions, but don't worry, we'll get those in and more at the next podcast. Uh, so, as I say, I can only offer my profuse apologies for that. Thank you so much for listening, though. We really hope you have enjoyed uh, today's uh, podcast. Uh, gasky do you have anything else that you wanted to say on on either
1: game or? No, all, all I've got to say is second half of the season, going on the title charge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I have the do I have the button? Have you got the sound for Maybe it? <laughs> second
1: half of the season, we're doing a title charge.
0: Who? Did you hear that? Could you hear that? No, no. <laughs> oh, wait, I think may, maybe the maybe the viewers can hear that potentially. If,
1: well, well, if they put it this way, get it fixed, and if we beat Newcastle next weekend, then you can play it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, really hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. Um, I have been Nobbins. I have been Gasky. Make sure to follow us so you all stay updated for whenever we upload these. Uh, Which we'll, we'll catch guys next time. Goodbye.